We all need contact with other people. We're social creatures. So the isolation during the COVID-19 pandemic has been really tough. Let's just have sex because I don't care. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? Asking someone to meet me outside is indicative of how they feel. I'm currently stressed on what outfit I should wear. I'm thinking jeans, but who quarantines in jeans? Are you cool with coming here, possibly exposing yourself, you know, possibly giving it to your parents? If they're willing to risk it and see you, then they're in love with you. I'm Andrea Gunning, and you're listening to Dating Diaries, Quarantine Confessions. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. A little about me. I'm in my early 30s and I work a lot. I love my job. I love my friends. I have my life, my routine. And this year I decided to try to make an effort to have meaningful connection and potentially start a relationship. So I started putting myself out there and take some risks. And that was a big goal of going into 2020. Then this all happened and this whole COVID-19 pandemic has been really isolating. And like so many others, I live alone and I'm working from home. Don't see my friends and I don't see my family. And honestly, if I hear the word social distancing one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. And I started talking to friends and I realized I wasn't the only one struggling with dating during quarantine. And that was the beginning of this podcast. I knew we needed to have a discussion and I wanted someone to be here with me. And that someone is my friend, Ben Vetterman. He's married, he has a great partnership with his wife, and they have the kind of love that I'm looking for and I hope to have one day. I always value his feedback. Ben is my go-to for all types of dating advice and he's heard it all, all of my dating stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, but at the end of the day, he's a great person, no judgment. Ben, I'm so sorry I roped you into this. Listen, right now, it's a pleasant distraction, and I'm extremely happy to be here. Anything other than watching Netflix for four straight hours is a welcome change. I'm hearing you talk about the challenges that you're facing out there. I think it's interesting to see how our day-to-day -day patterns have been shifting and changing, and I can only imagine what that means, whether you're single and still looking to connect with someone or you're in an early stage of a relationship and trying to figure out how to keep this going through the physical distancing. What are the ground rules out there today? It's an interesting question. Like, who's making the rules? You, your date, 
the CDC. Who knows? I think it's fair to say that the assumptions that you made about other people's behavior three weeks ago are kind of out the window at this point. Even if you have a love life, while it should be virtual, a lot of people aren't sticking to that. And there's a lot of things that are confusing now. It's kind of a new world. So I guess what you're saying is that not everyone is just staying at home and sucking it up. People are going out there. I mean, I don't know, but there's a lot of activity on the dating apps like Hinge, Tinder, Grindr. In this time of isolation, people are just out there looking for connection more than ever. I mean, that's why we're here to talk about how people are coping with dating, romance, and sex under these crazy conditions. Meet Lauren. She's 31 and in creative operations with a prominent cosmetics company in Manhattan. She knows what she wants. Lauren feels ready for real connection, relationship, and eventually a family. I've heard dating in New York is really hard. I mean, it looks great on TV. Lauren sets the record straight. They make it look so glamorous. And everyone has their own apartment that looks so large and movable, and people think it's like total sex in the city. It's not like that at all. <laughs> Lauren has a lot going for her. She's attractive, funny. Her job actually became more intense when this all started. Before Corona, she was casually seeing two men, one of whom she met on a dating app and the other in a bar. He's English. She liked the English guy, but... He wasn't pursuing me as much as I felt like would be normal for someone who's trying to see you or foster a relationship. So I went back on an app and ended up connecting with someone else. The gentleman I met on the app, I saw him on a Tuesday, he asked for another date that Thursday, and then I saw him again on Sunday. It sounds like that app guy was in hot pursuit. So this is all a bit pre-Armageddon, a week or so before. What happens once the bottom drops out? The Englishman has asked to see me and has a car, he lives in Brooklyn, and was willing to drive into the city to see me. So what does that say? a man willing to see her in person during quarantine? Oh my God, what is this? Asking someone to meet me outside is indicative of how they feel. Dating in coronavirus, if they're willing to risk it and see you, then they're in love with you. Or maybe he needed to get laid. And the guy she met on the app, he wasn't so eager to meet in person. He was staying in. Lauren was disappointed. Of the two gentlemen, I was leaning more towards the one who is in quarantine. Just he's the person that my mind drifts to more, but I was hoping that things would progress despite quarantine. Okay, let's recap. So she met a guy in the bar and really liked him, the English guy. He didn't seem interested. Then she met another guy on an app. He was really interested. Now Corona hits. All of a sudden, the bloke from the bar is willing to drive from another borough and risk his lungs to see her. Bachelor number two is staying put. Can anyone figure out how to process this? He also texted me the other day saying that he was hoping to come and see me this weekend, but he's actually not feeling well. And so that's a little nerve wracking. I feel like there's been enough distance between us where I'm not worried for myself, but it's just nerve wracking or sad to know that he's not feeling well and there's really not much I can do. You know, with both of these gentlemen, you never know what's going to happen. You think that you're fostering relationships, but you don't know what they're doing on the other side and who they're. Also, 
talking to. And so there's this little lack of trust, at least on my end, that's kind of coming up for me. Right? Even during Corona, we're hedging our bets, especially in New York City. I was really thinking to myself, this really is the best time to date because there's no pressure of who's going to pay. You can meet for a virtual happy hour and you can spend time and get to know each other and talk. And already coronavirus gives you an automatic opening. So what did you think of Lauren's story? I think even under these bizarre circumstances, the classic pursuer, distancer dynamic that men and women go through still exists. It's still happening. The only difference is what are the reasons for pursuing and distancing? Why is this person distancing all of a sudden? And why is someone who was distancing before now pursuing, right? You're lonely, you're isolated, but you're also interested in advancing the ball on your love life. You're basically assessing intentions by how people are placing their energy or their effort. So she has the guy that she met on the dating app. He doesn't want to meet up. She wants to be fair and say, yeah, maybe he isn't feeling well. Maybe he's just trying to protect me. Or is he just using it as a bullshit excuse? Having an easy out and saying, I don't feel well, I don't feel safe, is an easy exit text to send somebody if you're no longer interested. Yeah, but I could jump in and counter and say he is practicing safe social distancing, listening to the CDC very directly. I commend his separation. (laughs) Then why not say, I really enjoyed the three dates that we had together. Do you want to do a virtual movie together or do you want to FaceTime? If he's not showing other examples to stay connected, he ain't interested and he's using it as an excuse. And that really sucks. Being rejected when you have nothing else to do It's hard. What do you think about the guy that's willing to drive all the way from Brooklyn to come see her when, like, three weeks earlier, he wasn't interested? Like, that just screams to me, I want to get laid. If I were Lauren, I would call his ass out so quickly. We'll see. We're going to check in with Lauren and hear how her story evolves during the stay-at-home order. Hopefully our app guy comes back into play and reaches out to her. Okay, so then we talked to Reno. I love Reno. (laughs) I don't know what to, I'm gonna reserve my comments to Reno until the audience hears his story. Reno works as an equipment technician. He's 29 and a really straight up guy. What you see is what you get. He's on dating apps looking for new friends and a great time. He has a couple roommates and I asked Reno, What would be my first impression if I came across his profile on a dating app? Well, I'd probably kind of come off as a fuckboy that's silly into sports and stuff. Yeah, you heard that right. He said he comes off as a fuckboy. He explains it. Like kind of a meathead sports guy. I've kind of got a bigger athletic build. And I try to be kind of funny in my profile. Like, I think that I put, I'm just a Ron Swanson looking for his Tammy number two. So it's been a little bit rough. It's actually really picked up well recently. I'm guessing more people are spending time on Tinder. So does Reno think dating has changed since the coronavirus blew up our world? I think people just being kind of stuck at home, probably swiping more, especially with stuff like Tinder. People are just more active on the sites because they're just stuck. And it's kind of addicting to sit there and really just look for love at first swipe. Reno has had an extra challenge. He recently injured his hip playing sports 
and that injury required surgery. And as the virus was just starting to spread, he went into the hospital for an operation. But right before that, he matched with a girl on an app that he really liked. So I ended up getting surgery last week, and she came over the night before, and I was honestly, fuck it, let's just have sex because I don't care. I mean, anything I fuck up in my hip, hopefully they repair anyway, or maybe the coronavirus is going to take me out. And I was just like, you're so hot, I'm just willing to risk it all. This was just before things went super crazy and the numbers in his state started to climb. But did the coronavirus cross his mind? So that was also a thought in my head. This could be the last time I even get to see any girl for weeks. Is he like a prisoner going to the gallows getting his last meal? Or was he just weighing the risk? Thinking about STDs, right? Like, is it worth the risk? Whereas all my family, most of my friends, are either quarantined or all my family doesn't even live in the city of Philadelphia. So I'm not really worried about infecting anyone. Whereas her in particular, like she lives with her parents right now and they're older. So I'd have to say, hey, are you cool with coming here, possibly exposing yourself, you know, possibly giving it to your parents? Maybe she'll say no, but she didn't the last time. Now that the virus is hitting epic proportions and people are being hospitalized and dying, Reno is starting to understand that dates at home might not be happening. But he met another girl on Tinder. So he came up with the contingency plan. That sports injury might be a liability for sex, but could also come in handy. Luckily, I've got an ace up my sleeve. I have a little French bulldog puppy. And so I'm like, oh, you know, I can really use some help walking him. So you could go walk outside and you could walk him and, you know, I could crutch around and have a great time that way and we're we'll in the open air. So there still is like some window, I would say, to be able to go on dates. My adorable little French bulldog is kind of a way to meet somebody without it being too awkward. I feel like Reno just needs to take a knee, not just for his dating life, but for his own personal safety. Charming guy, super funny. I'm a little concerned for his well-being. Well, taking a knee may be a little difficult at the moment because he does have a broken hip. Does have uh, a broken hip. That aside, it would be great to see Reno really take this time to not try to sleep with every girl that pops up on Tinder. To me, everything that he was saying makes it sound like he's motivated by getting laid. But I thought it was interesting that he was coming up with ideas to meet somebody out of his apartment, like going for a walk with his dog on crutches. Or is that just a way to like lure someone back to his bachelor pad? Because I thought it was quite sweet, like asking someone to like go for a walk with your dog. Did you think that was sweet? Because to me, it came off as just another ploy to lure them in closer. <laughs> Who knows? I'm just glad the dog is being walked. It seems like he has a one-track mind. I have to imagine for guys right now that are prioritizing sex, this got to be really tough. I have some empathy for them. There are a hell of a lot of Renos out there. This ain't the only Reno on the streets, okay? Running into a Reno on a dating app is like my worst nightmare. I think at the end of the day, if he's just looking to get laid... I don't know what he's going to do. So I do think these virtual apps, these chat rooms or whatever, it's still not another human being. And it's not another person's touch. And it's not another person next to you. And I think 
as the weeks go on, not just for the Renos of the world, but for every other human being that's single, living alone, you're in your house by yourself. You want another person's touch. Like how far can these virtual sex situations go until it's just not the same thing. I just want our homie to be safe. Reno, be safe for us. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Do you ever feel like you're settling? For your foundation, that is. Maybelline's new Instant Age Rewind Eraser Foundation doesn't settle into fine lines and wrinkles. With SPF 20 and moisturizing pro-vitamin B5, this foundation not only provides medium coverage and a natural finish, but also protects and nourishes your skin. And the best part? The blurring sponge tip applicator makes application a breeze. Say goodbye to cakey, uneven foundation and hello to a flawless, radiant complexion. Try our new foundation today and see the difference for yourself at Amazon.com slash Instant Eraser Foundation. We met another single, Kate. She's 28, a brand manager for an ad agency. She lives alone with her dog, Brody. She dated a guy for a few months late last year, and he suddenly let her know that he wasn't looking for anything serious. Kate recently bought her own home, and she's moving in soon, so that wasn't cool. She ended it because she is ready for something serious. After that, Kate took a break from the dating apps and dating in general. But recently, she was ready to get back into it. I am currently getting ready for a date with someone that I met on Bumble right before the full lockdown quarantine went into effect. Okay, so they met a few weeks ago before full-on lockdown. So do people get grandfathered in? Is that a thing? If you met before the quarantine, then it's all good to get together? Kate has more immediate concerns. I'm currently stressed on what outfit I should wear, I'm thinking jeans, but I don't know because the quarantine's in jeans. I'm not trying to prove anything, but I also don't want to wear leggings because that's so casual. If you're going out, then you're going to make an effort. It's fun to get dressed up for a date out, but it kind of feels strange to get dressed up and go through that whole ritual when you're not leaving your house. I did my hair for the first time in two weeks, so I look like more normal of a person. I like actually put on makeup as well, which is totally a change from what I've been doing in quarantine. But I think it's going to be really fun to see another person. So it's kind of a weird thought where you're like, okay, you need human interaction. While I would love to be in the real world at a restaurant, I guess my kitchen will do. But I guess we'll see. I get very nervous anytime I cook for anyone and I've kind of been hyping up my own cooking. So hopefully I don't like shit the bed on that one. Because <laughs> that would be super embarrassing. It's also the first time this guy is coming to Kate's place. So there's some inherent pressure there, right? Is it happening faster than it would under normal circumstances? Would he be seeing her place date three? 
coming into my apartment for the first time. I had to hide all my crazy stuff. Not all of my crazy stuff, but the hundred dollars of beads that I bought to entertain myself during quarantine, I definitely hid. Since this is our third time hanging out, I don't know. I feel like that whole dynamic of like, I'm not going to say a relationship because it's far too soon to say a relationship, but like that kind of dynamic of, okay, what are you looking for? What am I looking for? How serious is this going to get? That's kind of when it shifts, I guess. That's what I'm kind of nervous to bring up. I hear her on that. Maybe just go for some kind of COVID-19 exclusivity deal. Just thought. I'm nervous and excited, but mostly nervous. And I think I'm overthinking everything. So hopefully I'm not. So Kate went on a third date with a guy. It's a guy that she had met before the quarantine started. And she invited him over to her house to make dinner. I feel like if I had someone over, I'd wear a fucking ball gown. From a guy's perspective, I'm dressing up. I'm not wearing a suit, but I think I'm wearing a really nice pair of jeans or slacks, and I'm throwing a coat on. Wait, you're throwing a coat on? I'm throwing a coat on. Oh. I once had a guy over, and his pants were so wrinkly. It was so offensive. If someone shows up to your quarantine date with wrinkly pants, when you know they've got nothing else to fucking do, and you know that they can find time in their schedule to break out the iron... Like, forget about it. This is an acceleration of how the normal cadence of a relationship goes. You're not necessarily having someone over, let alone cooking for them, by the third date. I do think there's this thing that's happening right now where if you met someone before all this happened, what's the protocol there? Because you've already met, you already feel safe, you kind of have an established idea of like what they're doing when you're not with them. Is seeing them kosher? I'm not sure I agree with the grandfathered in thing here. I think this is a good opportunity, whether you've been on a first date, a fourth date, a sixth date, to take a step back and see how you're able to exist in a more emotional connection than necessarily the physical connection. It's easy for you to say that when you have a wife and a dog at home. You know what it's like to wake up go down to your desk, hit your Peloton, I'm lucky I have a Peloton, and go to bed, rinse and repeat. And it's easy to say, like, going to the grocery store is a necessity, but going on a date isn't. Well, fuck you, you don't know what it's like to live alone. I could easily not talk to anybody for four days, five days in person, and it's extraordinarily lonely. And then you have the temptation of someone that's actually genuinely interested in you for the first time, and you have an incredible connection, and now you're not seeing them, That's insane. So I feel for Kate. We're all experiencing shock. We've all been in denial that this is actually happening. We bargain. I mean, bargaining, that's what we're talking about here. Oh, well, I can just go on one date and it'll be fine. Looking for love could just be a distraction for this rather than actually finding true connection. Because at some point, we're going to get out of this. And what are these relationships going to look like? It's terrifying. Right? No, it's terrifying. You're right. Okay, let's do a quick recap of the singles we met today. They had such different scenarios. Yep. First was Lauren. I want to hang out, but for now, I'm kind of playing things day by day. I'm basically holed up here and okay with that for the moment. Maybe get more comfortable being social later, but just so crazy with the news that I'm hesitant. Then there's our friend, Reno. 
I've tried all the different apps here and there. In fact, I got really wasted one time and jokingly make a J-Date profile and a Christian Mingo profile. And I had to call them the next day and explain I didn't really want to pay $50 for their service, that I just kind of blacked out. Reno would have been a blast in college. Okay, then finally there's Kate. I'm definitely gonna burn some sage or some Palo Santo to cleanse the energy, but We'll see how this quarantine date goes. While I would love to be in the real world at a restaurant, I guess my kitchen will do. A lot of reservations for two in the kitchen for the foreseeable future. Well, before you test out new recipes, make sure you subscribe to Dating Diaries, Quarantine Confessions. We'll keep this going with new episodes as long as we're all stuck in our homes, which is where we're producing the show, by the way. And next episode, we'll check back in with some of our friends from today's show and see how they're making out. And we'll meet new singles, just trying to keep it together, like Charlotte. Getting ghosted during a pandemic, that takes a special type of ghosting. That takes someone who's really committed to not talking to you. And we would love to hear your quarantine stories. Share your story at datingdiariespod at gmail.com. Or check us out on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. At Dating Diaries QC. I'm Andrea Gunning. Stay safe out there, guys. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, Andrea Gunning. Executive produced by Nancy Glass, Ben Fetterman, and Carrie Hartman. Produced by Julie Clark. Edited by Matt Delvecchio with assistance from Dean Walsh. Thanks to production coordinator Megan Paisley. The show was mixed by Dave Saya. Special thanks to Mibe Music.